Hello, friends of Black Cowboys, and welcome to another episode of Where the Fucking Popcorn Bags, the podcast where we review a movie, but not before we give you some tidbits, and then go watch it while we eat some snacks, and get high. I am the one and only Mantis Toboggan, and today we'll be talking exclusively about my own personal idols, um, Dave Portnoy, Aaron Rodgers, and Chris Pratt. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Brianna, and I'm the biggest Anna Faris fan. (laughs) And today we'll be watching the 2021 American Western film, The Harder They Fall. (laughs) Before we get into the movie of the night, however, Brianna and I are going to talk about our expectations and discuss some things we learned about it while lazily scanning the internet. Uh, In reality, Brianna, I mean, I feel like you have to be Team Anna Faris. In reality, like, Chris Pratt's probably just such a shithead. He's probably just such an awful person. I do enjoy his characters that he plays. I enjoy Chris... Pratt the actor I was like I was never a big fan of him and it wasn't for any reason but then when he like uh got with the the little Schwarzenegger and he went all like oh like it's because we go to church every Sunday that was like okay like no one cares bye yeah um that's 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 a very fair point we'll probably be talking about that more in depth on Dopeflix which you can catch over on Dopeflix Max and I's <laughs> Max and I's podcast where we talk about stuff like that. Uh Hi, sh- Max. shout out to some places, you know the shout out. Shout out to Stockholm. Okay, first of all, big shout out to Stockholm though, because they put us on the map. They put us at number 8 on the film review charts out there. Okay? We really appreciate that. We love it. We hit uh we hit number 8 and we beat like an Audio Boom podcast. Fuck Audio Boom. I don't even know what that is. But they had like 10,000 reviews when i clicked on the podcast so that's clearly a popular podcast just not in sweden clearly not popular enough (laughs) stupid (laughs) shout out calgary canada we love we love our canadian brothers and sisters savannah georgia savannah shout out savannah st paul minnesota okay shout out uh san diego california and winnetka illinois brianna those are the places that we're we're loving because they're thriving and vibing with us this week okay Hanging and banging. Yeah, hanging and banging. Tidbits. Ladies and gentlemen, the movie of the night is The Harder They Fall. Written by, I think, Boaz Yakin. That's what I'm going with, Boaz. It's probably Boaz or Boaz. I don't know. I'm going with Boaz. I've always wondered how to say that. His name, it comes up a lot and I've just been like, it's Boaz. This man (laughs) has just the strangest career. Not bad, not strange bad, like not- Have you ever seen a picture of him? Yes, I have. Uh, He he looks like (laughs) I'll probably look in in 20 years. It's not a bad career, it's just a strange career. Like, so he directed Remember the Titans and then Uptown Girls, like back to back pretty much. Uptown Girls, the Britney Murphy movie that came out in like 2001. Now, that's okay, you know, like he's a director, like you're directing things. And then he really didn't direct anything else until like 2014 where he directed that movie Max about the dog. Do you remember that movie, Brianna? I actually saw that movie. What did you think of it? Was it good? Considering it was based on a true story, I really enjoyed it. It was very weird. But then you have to like think, oh yeah, this really happened. And um, I, I liked it. I, you know, I love a dog movie. Now, he hasn't directed anything of note since then and really in between those things, but he he wrote the Prince of Persia screenplay, the one with Jake Gyllenhaal, 
And then mm-hmm. he and then he also wrote Now You See Me One and Two. Oh, those movies get a lot of shit, but I really enjoyed those movies. I feel like those movies I feel like that actually has a pretty big following, those movies. I think a lot of people like those movies. And I like them. I don't think they're the greatest films to ever grace my screen, but I enjoyed them. <laughs> Enough where I watch them sometimes more than once. I just think that's such an interesting career. That man's probably let's call it let's say that man's made six thousand gee excuse me let's say that man's made six million dollars in his career let's say he made less let's say he made two million dollars off off of all that writing and directing that's incredible that's just like such a little nice that's like a nice career like boop so shout out boaz yakin um hold on brianna he's yakin and rolling i gotta clear my throat i'm gonna i'm gonna cut this out just keep rolling though Ew. Oh, there was a Max too. Didn't see that. That's what I get. That's what I get for not not having water right next to me. That's what you get for just, you know, mouth breathing all day. <laughs> Quite literally. Okay. Directed by James Samuel, aka The Bullets. Okay, now this is my favorite part of the whole the whole dynamic of the movie, Brianna. This is James Samuel. This is James Samuel's directorial debut. He is a singer-songwriter from Britain who is also the brother of one seal. Like Kiss from a Rose? <laughs> yes. Like like Heidi Klum Seal. Heidi Klum's former baby daddy. Yep. Now he's like a, he just like makes music in Britain and that, and then I guess like a lot of his career has to do with like he makes really good music videos. I didn't look any of them up. I didn't care to. But I guess he, it's a very cinematic experience when it comes to his music. And he's directing this. Jay Z's a producer on this movie because of course he is, and he's also doing the music for some of it. Hmm. Uh. Oh, it's not exclusively sung by the Bullets. <laughs> it's it's. I, I mean, I I would assume that there's at least one Bullets track on it, right? So <laughs> it stars Jonathan Majors. If they don't have one Seal song in it. I'm gonna freak out. <laughs> <laughs> it stars Jonathan Majors, who we last saw in Loki, uh, Zazie Beetz, Regina King, Damon Wayans, who we last saw in uh, 1995. Damon Wayans Jr. Damon Wayans Jr. Lakeith Stan- Don't get everyone hyped up. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Lakeith- for the wrong weigh-ins. Lakeith Stanfield and RJ Siler, who played the blue Power Ranger in the failed Power Ranger reboot. Uh, and of course, Idris Elba. It failed because I didn't see it. You didn't see it? No. Why? Because, because the Power Rangers have a very special place in my heart and they don't need to be tainted by anything. That's an idiot's take. That's a dumb person's take. No, it's honestly because I think it was, it might have been on like stars and then my star subscription ended because it was no, like No, Brianna, a special if you price. wanted to see that movie, I know you, you would have seen it in theaters. <laughs> no, I would not have seen Power Rangers in theaters. I did. Well, thanks for taking me. <laughs> Listen, you jerk. Can't take everybody. <laughs> At the time of this review, Power Rangers probably has like a six point, Power Rangers probably has like a 4.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Based on like 90,000 reviews. But The Harder They Fall has a 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb based on uh, 5.4 thousand reviews. It also has an 86% critic score 
on Rotten Tomatoes based on 128 reviews and a 93% audience score based on 50 plus reviews so far. What number is 5.4 thousand? IMDb. Is that a number? Reviews. 5.4 thousand? 5.4 thousand. <laughs> is that after 100 or before 100? <laughs> 5.4k. Uh, 5400, baby. <laughs> it has a 71% on Metacritic and 87% of Google users like this movie, which is more than Dune. Only 84% of Google users like Dune. So the hogs like this better. Uh, all right. Well, it's kind of upsetting because I really enjoyed Dune, and so maybe I'll like this movie even more. I, I don't know. Do you consider yourself a hog? When I eat, yeah. <laughs> I really liked Dune. Dune was a, a a great movie. I've been thinking about it all week. Um, not in a nerdy way, just in like. I've been thinking about it right before I fall asleep. I just want so a I can have fun dreams where I'm lost in the sand. Yeah, I just want like a sandworm inside me. <laughs> Uh, do you have any tidbits or, <laughs> or or thoughts and prayers before we give us a synopsis? I do have a tidbit. I have two tidbits that I found interesting about two characters that the movie has. First tidbit. The first black U.S. Marshal of the West will be in this movie. His name is Bass Reeves. Not the actual physical first one but oh, his okay. character. I was like what? <laughs> Bass Reeves was Bass Reeves was a real person and he was the fa- the first black US marshal. He arrested over 3000 people. I wonder if that's going to be like Keith Stanfield. Like Keith Stanfield always plays a lawman. I don't think it is. I mm. think when I looked it up, it's um it's I think it's the Power Ranger. Oh, RJ Siler, interesting. Which I thought was kind of fascinating cuz like I don't know. I just thought, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. It should be Idris Elba or Lucky Stanfield if you can be a lawman. Idris Elba's the bad guy. Oh, that's even better. Idris Elba played yeah. the bad guy, yeah. Um, my other fun little titty was <laughs> Stagecoach Mary, <laughs> Stagecoach Mary, aka Black Mary, was a letter carrier for the post office. <laughs> she actually was a shotgun wielding mail carrier that had to defend the mail as it was delivered and i was like oh, oh okay <laughs> oh all right, you know how we, we, right. Su- we support our boys in blue <laughs> we support our boys in blue even if they're named black mary and they carry shotguns oh i guess it used to be a very dangerous profession delivering the mail um it is the it's most still is reliable you could get US spit on by a they have. You could get US spit on by a homeless person. Agency. <laughs> yeah. You look at me the wrong way. <laughs> Watch yourself. <laughs> it's a motherfucking rap. All right, good to know. All right. I love it. Those are great tidbits. Yeah, I thought that was um I was like, "Oh, I thought I was done lazily scanning the internet." And then I saw that and I went, "Oh, bitch." I'm excited for yeah. this. I'm excited for this movie. It's a long one. Like I'm not like over the moon like I was about Dune, but I think it's gonna be cool. I hope it doesn't drag. I hope there's not like. <laughs> I, was, I almost said dialogue. I was sounding such an idiot, <laughs> but I didn't. I, I hope didn't... there's not a lot of dialogue. I hope there's just a lot of like smashing of bodies together. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just wanted. I'd like some 
it's like some action in a western. You like westerns are if you watch an if you watch good westerns, there doesn't have to be like action, but there's got to be like a certain tone and there's it's all it's all based on the feel in those westerns. So there's going to be a certain dusty feeling. Yeah, I I hope it's not like a drama that's also a western. That would be fucking lame. I think I'm not looking forward to that. But I think um in my mind, mind, oh wait, what? <laughs> what are you saying? I think in my mind it's gonna be a western. Like, yeah, they're gonna have some like old garb on, like you know when you used to go to like an amusement park and you get your picture taken in like the old clothes. Yeah, I think it's gonna be like that, but I think it's gonna be like new music. Um, you know, not most traditional like western talk, but also like a funner take on it, a more modern take on it. So I, uh, I'm ready. As long as there's not too much explaining. I don't want to... There's so many characters. I'm worried that there's going to be, like, some... A lot of people sitting there explaining their backstory. That's what I'm worried about. I hope about. that they... If they do explain, they explain it in, like, a fun way. Yeah, like, I hope... Yeah, like, or, like, show me. Like, if I just Elba is a gunslinger, don't... I don't want to hear... Be like, I was the toughest I want to see gunslinger. him going, like, pew, 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 pew. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> or if Regina King was a big whore, like, I don't want her being like, I was a big whore. Like, I want her being... Like seduce the. You want you want to be like you're a big whore. Prove it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brianna, do you have the synopsis brought to you by Ivermectin? No, I um, <laughs> I have a synopsis, and it's brought to you by our sponsor, Dunkin' Donuts. Mm, that's a good Brianna one. and Ben Affleck run on Dunkin' Donuts. You can try their new holiday favorites, like the toasted white chocolate ice signature latte. The holiday blend coffee, a cranberry orange muffin, or their new mini pancakes. Awesome! Uh, that sounds so good. I got my I got my Dunkies medium frap latte right next to me right now. Mmm. Frappiest. Okay, well, you don't you don't have to lie. <laughs> Dunkies doesn't have those. Me and Ben Affleck would know. <laughs> hey, like them apples. You don't even drink coffee. I have an espresso machine i certainly do drink espresso yeah but you wouldn't see we wouldn't see you at a dunks because you're not a real massachusetts well no i'm not just like you didn't know about the union oyster house the oldest running restaurant in america that serves oysters who puts horseradish on oysters it's fucking disgusting you don't put it on there you just like eat it as like a combination oysters are gross hot take Fro- what do you think? Only fried- what do you think is in cocktail sauce? I only eat f- seafood if it's fried, Brianna. Yeah, we can tell. But what? <laughs> oh, okay. What do you think's in cocktail sauce? You know that red sauce that looks like ketchup, horseradish. So why wouldn't you just put an extra little dollop of horsey okay. on there with your oysters? I like you, fucking uncultured swine. I like. I don't even eat oysters, and I know that. I like. Fried things and ketchup. Well, if you had a fried oyster, you could also have fucking cocktail sauce on there and you'd have a little dollop. I would use tartar sauce. I don't use a cocktail sauce. I only like cocktail sauce on shrimp. Which is also a shellfish. So? But it does. Where you'd also have horse runner. That's That's not true. Can you just give us this? Can you just give us the synopsis and stop trying to bring down the, the vibes? Listen, I'm just saying. You don't like dunks. You don't like the Union Oyster House. Maybe. It's fine. 
Maybe I would just rather live. Maybe you were a big fan of the Pilgrims, too. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know I hate Thanksgiving. I hate Pilgrims. No, 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 no. I think you were a big advocate for what they did. I'm a did big and how Native they, American uh, They guy. came over here and settled. Well, hey. <laughs> you know. People need land. All right. Anyway, the synopsis. Brought to you by Junkin' Donuts. When an outlaw discovers his enemy is being released from prison, he reunites his gang to seek revenge in this western. Okay. My synopsis is just a really long music video. <laughs> <laughs> did you know that did you know that the director was a was the Blitz? Um, well when I was when I was doing some some lazy scans, I did see that like certain sites will say it's the bullets that writes and directs it directs it, but then IMDB says it's this guy named James Samuels, and so you're like <laughs> Huh. Wait, are there two of these movies? Like, what's going <laughs> yeah. on? And then you, and then I clicked, and I was like, "Oh, they're the same person." Okay. Okay. But I guess you know, if you have seal, you don't want to be like whale. You want to be the bullets. <laughs> Should have been seal junior. All right. Grab your bongs and your your things and your bowls and your things and your things. And in three, two, one. <laughs> And we're back from watching the movie that broke our good movie streak. Brianna, what did you think of The Harder They Fall? It was pretty boring. It was not. <laughs> so I got to say, right off the bat, they really hit you with some cool shit. I mean, five minutes into this thing, I was like, oh, Brianna, this is going to be awesome. I'm pretty sure I audibly said that because it, it was like kind of Tarantino-y cool old westy like there was some awesome vibes the violence and like the blood in this thing was so good i and and that's what they showcased right off the bat and then the story kicks in and then uh, yeah. i'm not even really sure what the story was outside of uh here's some bad guys there's some bad guys we're all bad guys hey hey <laughs> uh if you don't if you don't get that reference you're just not as get cool out. as the rest of the people that understand um, yeah no it was uh i couldn't even say it was bad because it wasn't a bad movie it was just very boring not a lot of uh i don't know I don't know if continuity is the word, but it just like it seemed like it took forever. Well, let's break it. It's to get from places. <laughs> yeah, there's 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 a lot of threads that need to be woven together, right? So let's just kind of break it down a little bit. Uh, first of all, the music, because I feel like for me that was probably outside of the acting. The music was the most stellar part of the movie. I felt that it added so much to it. Not only the music, but the sound design really stands out. And they did a did a fantastic job. And I guess that makes sense seeing as how the director's a musician. Um, and he, you know, he's a he's a songwriter and a, and he, he and a producer. Seal. And yeah, he knows Seal. So, and Jay Z produced it and uh, did did some music on it. So it it makes sense Sean that Carter. that Sean Carter. Yes, it did not say Jay Z. It said Sean Carter. And so that realm of things. 
really panned out well, and I I I want to give all the credit in the world to that. But then you get into things like, um, the story, right? Like it just it's just not a good story. the The worst part of it is the this this romance uh plot line that gets woven throughout that kind of ends up becoming part of the A story. Uh, well, it becomes the A story, and it just really doesn't fit at all. Brianna, what did you think of the directing? I, I uh, what did, we'll get we can get into that later. But what did you think of the directing? What did you think of the music? Oh well, the music was yeah, it was the best part of the movie. <laughs> H- hands down, right? Like, so what did you think of the directing? Um, the directing was good. I, I thought I, th- I know people don't like when I say that, but the directing was good. Like, it wasn't. I don't think it was Oscar worthy. You can definitely tell it's right on par with his other movies that he's directed, where it's like, okay, like. No, you know, it's better than the other ones, but we're not like it's nothing fantastic. Well, no, 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 no. This was this was uh, this was Seals Brothers' first movie feature length movie he's ever directed. So I actually think for a first really? time, I thought there was other ones. No, no, you're thinking of Bozak, Bo Bozak, oh, the, the other yeah, Boaz, 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 Boaz. Um, so I think for a first, I did confuse them. I think yeah. I think for a first time. Blacked up. Major motion picture. I think he did a really great job. I loved the style of it when the action was happening. Like there was a lot of squirting blood and it was very grandiose Ooh. and <laughs> like someone would get shot and they would fly through the air and that was really cool. They did a really good job with that. And then all of a sudden it was like, Oh, here's Jonathan Majors and Zazzy Beats in a weird love story. That not doesn't Zazzy make sense. Beats was was probably the only actor that stood out as kind of meh to me. I don't really think she did. She a great looked job. like she looked I, like Slash. I thought she looked like the Babadook. <laughs> I couldn't tell if it was like she was just so meh because she was up against like Regina King, Idris Elba, Lakeith Stanfield, and Jonathan Majors, or she just was really like meh. I think that she was Mia, but I also think that her character was Mia. Like, her character was really just used to create more storyline. Like, she didn't yeah, have... Yeah, it was definitely like she was the, the cool bad girl. Yeah, because she didn't... What, she ends up being cap, like captive, and she didn't need to do what she needed to do to get... Uh, while she, how she ended up getting capped. You know what I mean? Like, there, there was no reason for her to go to that place. She never... Like, that, that, that could have never happened. Uh, but they needed it to happen to for Nat Love to get to Idris Elba. They made it seem like she was this person that could, like, you know, she didn't need no man. She was a strong, independent woman. But then they also made her, like, the damsel in distress yeah. where it was like, yeah, like, you're going to go in there. Nothing's going to happen. You're going to have a totally civil talk with these really bad people. Pfft. You'll be fine, sweetie. Get in there. And then, of course, they're like, oh, no, we're going to definitely take her and, like, Imprisoner, and you're gonna have to come get her. So then it was kind of like, so she is she a strong, independent woman? Like, she definitely held her own once she was in there, but I don't like how they made it seem like, oh, she needed to be rescued. Cause it was like, you should have never sent her in there in the first place. She should have just gone in there, guns blazing, and been like, we need to talk. What about what ends up being the main storyline between Jonathan Majors and Idris Elba? Did you enjoy that at all, or did you find that to be contrived? At the point when they reveal it, I was already asleep. Like, it was just... <laughs> it's a very long movie, people. Two hours and 20 minutes long. 
a decent amount of filler. It was about an hour and 45 minutes too long. It it really did not need to be that long whatsoever. Even the last fight scene, in my opinion, was kind of boring. Because uh, there was just, there's only just, there's only so much gunslinging you can watch, right? Like that last, that last gun scene, Brianna, was probably like seven minutes long. What? It, was it? It felt like it was the entire movie. Yeah. I I know. I remember, I remember saying, uh, I, don't, I don't want to, uh, there, there wasn't enough dialogue. Uh, there, I remember being curious about if there was going to be too much, but there certainly was not too much that, uh, it was kind of like I said in the beginning where it was a, a modern take on a Western where it was like pretty Western, but also they had some some modern slang. Yeah. And that was pretty much the dialogue. Like they all tried to talk with accents that they don't really specify where they're coming from. Some people were good. Some people weren't so good. And then, yeah, it's just, I don't know. There's a lot of like gold teeth. Ooh. Well, the the that's the the violence was the best part of the movie. There was a few points in times where they really got into that violence, and you're like, you cringe, and you're like, ooh, that's that's harsh. Like that's cool. Like that's good. Um, you know. Yeah, but I felt like that was really all at the beginning. It there was. was really the first. I don't know, maybe not even forty, but like thirty minutes was very exciting, very action-packed, very good introduction of, like, what we're going to be seeing, and then they must have forgot it the rest of the movie. And then they kind of just sprinkled a little bit in there. But they really had you hooked. They hooked you. Oh, they did such a great job. And so you were like, okay, I'll I'll get into this. And then... (sighs) What did you think of... uh... (laughs) I just move on. What did you think of the singing? Oh, yeah. It's I didn't. I really didn't like <laughs> that. I didn't. I didn't enjoy that very much at all. It really takes you out of it. It really just comes out of nowhere. These little ballads, these little tunes, the characters start singing, and you're like, "What the fuck is going on? Like, what's happening? Is this Hamilton?" And then, like, I like I don't know. It's just it it takes you right out of the fucking movie, like com- completely out of it. I did not enjoy it whatsoever. I understand it makes sense because did of it? Who the, because of who the director is. Yeah, but the the music itself was perfect. Everything felt yep. very well placed, very appropriate. But then there was the singing, and it was just so cringy. Uh, I didn't like it. No, I didn't like it at all. Um, wh- what did you think of Regina King's accent? Again, lots of people were doing accents. We didn't know where they came from. Some people were good. Some people were bad. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> um, You know who I did think did a good job? And because I'm a little bit of a stan. No, I know exactly But Lakeith like, Stanfield's accent was like, his accent, his voice, I'd have never been alive in whatever time this was. But that's what I imagine a lot of people sounding like. He was awesome. He's always awesome. He's in awesome in every single thing he does. He's he's just a talented actor. And to Brianna's point from January 2021, he deserves an Oscar. Not for this movie, but he definitely deserves an Oscar. Yeah. Um, Which he'll get out of all the later. people in this movie, he's probably in best contention for it if it ever came up. Oh God! But... Oh my goodness! <laughs> no, no, but... that would Jonathan. I think Jonathan Majors did a really good job too. 
you can uh, Jonathan Majors is also really talented. I just don't think his character was as interesting, Brianna. I think Jonathan Majors would have been better in a different role in this movie. You- Maybe if he was I guess I would have liked to see him as the the U.S. Marshal. I think yeah, he would have been, been good, good that. at that. I don't know if they were, you know, trying to find someone that was older, and maybe they were like, "Oh, Jonathan Majors isn't old enough." He would have been really good at that role. He would have been good as Lucky Stanfield's role, like the the baddies, like best man. Yep. <laughs> That's I, what you want to call. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think Lakeith Stanfield role was just cool. I think that's why he was just a cooler character than Jonathan Majors. Character. I mean, he was fucking Cherokee Bill. Like, yeah, that's that true. was a real person too, and like Lakeith Stanfield just nailed it. I liked his little tête-à-tête with R.J. Siler's character because how they both R.J. Siler really wanted to be the the fastest gun in the West, and I I just liked that little thing, the little back and forth. It happens a few times within the movie. That was about the most exciting part after the first 30 minutes. Yeah. Well, do you have any more lukewarm takes or you just want to give popcorn bag score? Let's just get into it. I don't really want to dwell on the movie anymore. (laughs) What's your score, girl? (sighs) I'm going to give it a solid 25 out of 50 popcorn bags. Okay, yeah, that's like that's right around where I'm. I think I'm with a with a recommendation of sure. <laughs> really? Okay, that's because interesting. sure, like don't rush to it. No, we don't do shores, Brianna. We don't do shores. You do it's, yes or no. It's sure. It's sure. Yeah, you go see it. It's on Netflix. It's not that hard to like see it. Uh. But don't say if anyone asks you who who recommended it to you, don't say it was me. <laughs> I'm giving it I'm giving it a twenty four and I'm giving it a no. Uh spoiler zone. <laughs> You're giving it a twenty four, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's I'm only giving it the twenty five because of Lucky Stanfield. If Lucky Stanfield wasn't in this movie, it would be much lower. <laughs> I was thinking about giving it a thirty, but I the ending really I had to. I had to take points. Yeah, it was it was too long. It yeah. was just it was a uh... spoiler zone though. Favorite parts, least favorite parts, Brianna. Why don't you start me off with your favorite parts, please? One of my favorite parts was Lakeith Stanfield. I don't know if you if I mentioned it before, but I'm <laughs> <laughs> you, you you really you enjoy him. I'm after, quite the right? Lakeith Stanfield Dan. And yes, he deserves an Oscar. Yes, he was robbed of an Oscar. Yes, I think he should be in every single movie I see from now on. Was that possible? No, but I think he should be. I recommend that. He was one of my favorite parts. He did a fantastic job of the voice, just encompassing who Cherokee Bill was. I never met Cherokee Bill, but I'd fucking want to meet him. I'd date him. I don't know. I wouldn't marry him. I would just date him. He doesn't seem like that steady of a guy. So what Brianna means is she just wants some dick from Cherokee Bill. That's what she means. He seems a little cuckoo bear. So uh, I don't know. Cherokee Bill has a fantastic death scene as well. Um. Like you mentioned before, him and R.J. Siler's character have a little bit of a, a little bit of a, you know, 
What did you call it? I a said tit? A, I said a tete a tete, but just stand off. A tete a tete. <laughs> a titty. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a tete a tete every now and then. I don't. I don't think. I don't like that phrase. Sorry, I'm not French. Um. But yeah, they had this kind of like back and forth going the whole movie where like RJ Siler found out that like Cherokee Bill was the fastest gun in the West and he was like, no, bitch, like that's me. And then at the end you see um, them finally get to have their little standoff and they're like, okay, all of a sudden here we go. And what's his face? RJ Siler puts the bullet in that says Cherokee on it because it's four cherokee bill and he's like i'm putting it in there i'm doing it and then there's a countdown and it references back to the beginning where cherokee bill doesn't like countdowns because people go too slow and uh cherokee bill kind of cheats this is why he wouldn't be marriage material he kind of cheats and just shoots rj siler's character in the face like right in the cheek and you find out that he, it was literally, he really is the fastest gun in the West because it came out of nowhere. Like, you don't see it coming at all. Like, it was wild. Um, Yeah, so he gets him in the cheek. RJ Siler's character, whose name I just don't remember in the movie. He, I think his name's like Jim. Jim Beckworth, di- I think. He dies. And then we get to see Cuffy, who is, <sighs> Cuffy was one of my other favorite characters. She has a little bit of a standoff with Cherokee Bill, and she ends up popping that bitch in the neck, and he squirts blood out, like you said, out of the neck, and he dies. Just like, just squirt. Like, uh, like the the sound, like, you know that last little pump of mayo that you're trying to get from the squirt <laughs> bottle? <laughs> That's the sound it made, and it was like, oh, and then it, like, you saw it squirt out, I was like, oh, crap. But it was so good. I that like, was really the most exciting part of that whole movie. The most exciting part of the movie for me was when Idris Elba first gets out of the safe on the train. <laughs> they, oh, when he gets out of the safe in his jammies and he looks super comfy. Yeah, and they kill all the 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 Union Calgary, the Union Calvary uh, up there. Like I don't. I like when. Uh... Is that the part where they where they take the knife and they like slice that guy and like the the calves? Yeah, uh yes, it is. That was a good scene too. See, in the be- the whole beginning was just like blood and violence and you're like, "Oh, this movie's going to be fucking awesome." And then they just take that away from you. And, and then they start singing and you're like, "Oh, oh no. no. Oh no. What's what am I watching?" The coolest shot, for for reference, the coolest shot of the movie, which was one of my favorite parts, was at the end. It was literally the very last shot of the movie. And it was a classic, wide landscape shot. Mountains in the distance, cowboys riding off into the sunset. So cool. Wish they would have used more of those kind of landscape shots, landscape shots, if they were actually on location out there. That would have been I liked them. I liked the scenes where both of the gangs end up, like, lining up on their horses and, like, entering whatever town they're about to just pillage. Um, I liked those ones because, like, I don't know, they all just looked really good up there on the horses. Like, it was a cool shot. I really liked the use of color in the movie. Very bright, vibrant colors between, like, the... (laughs) <laughs> the costumes everybody wore to like the the set 
of uh the towns being very i don't know oh talk about the white people town tasty <laughs> and i like they even had like colorful vegetables like the vegetables were like popping on the screen must be my ultra 4k hd 4k fire tv thank you amazon but that's probably what it was but like i just really enjoyed that that was interesting to set in and then another part that it tied into was when they were like Idris Elba's like I need ten thousand dollars plus fifty thousand plus seventy thousand plus whatever I friggin tell you and you're gonna go rob a bank and Jonathan Majors is like dude like the bank doesn't have that much money they got like pennies over there my dude (laughs) and Idris Elba's like well go over here to Whitesville and you'll (laughs) find all the money yeah he's like that's not the bank he was like go over to beverly hills they have all the money and you're gonna go rob that bank for me so jonathan majors takes cuffy my girl over there and they rob a bank but the whole like town center you know like the seven buildings they have were all like white in like a very boring we didn't have time to paint these, but it was intentional way. And then obviously the townspeople were all white people. But it was just very interesting to see how they used all these colors, all this fun stuff for wherever, I don't know, the main people were, what towns they were in. And then the the white people town was literally full of white things. Yeah, set set design, costume design like production uh of the music and sound design like that stuff was just all so great the only thing that makes this just not a great film is the length and and by that a the the, the story like it's just it's too long and too jumbled and it needs to be uh more precise in my opinion it was also like it's a western so okay yeah. cool it's a revenge story Okay, we've probably seen it before in a Western, but, you know, we'll watch it. It's cool. It's got, like, Jay-Z in it. We're Seals Brothers in it. Like, that's fine. But in all honesty, it probably could have been an hour and 40 minutes and been the perfect movie. Yes. No, 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 really, though. Really, though. If they would have cut out 40 minutes of this movie, it would have been fantastic. Yeah, like, I know we make fun of movies being, like, too long, but it really was too long, and yeah. it drags quite a bit, and then since there wasn't really much else going on, like, it was literally just the town with ten buildings in it, you could kind of, it was just very noticeable how slow it was, and there was just a lot of dialogue that, even though there wasn't a lot of dialogue, there just wasn't a lot of dialogue that was needed but they put it in there anyway like the singing the, di- and, the oh dialogue God. didn't the dialogue didn't take you anywhere it didn't move the story along the dialogue no. was just words on the page no 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 uh, you know what there was one part that i really enjoyed other than lucky stanfield what there in this this is one of your things that you didn't like the romance between zazzy beats i was just jonathan g- majors my least favorite part <laughs> i think that if they took that out completely it would have been a whole different story it would have been so much better there could have been like some sort of romance maybe just the romance between regina king and idris elba would have been fun like plot like ugh, fine 
Like that would have been sufficient. It was just kind of like a little like, oh, they must have done it when they were younger kind of thing. And like, that was enough for me. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Regina King, is there going to be a second one? She was standing there at the end. Um, there better not be. I could see there being I could see there being a second <laughs> one like starring her as the big as like Idris Elba's character. Eh. You know. Yeah, but that's kind of like holes where uh you get the the lady who's like scorned because her lover was killed and now she's like out for revenge. Yeah. Well, I guess I don't know. <laughs> If you want to watch the sequel, it's called Holes. It's a Disney movie. It stars Shia LaBeouf, Patricia Arquette. <laughs> oh, I love Holes. We should watch Holes. We should do a re- we Sigourney do a, Weaver. <laughs> we should do a Holes retrospective. Holes should I love be, that movie. Holes should be our first movie that we do our, a, tri- a Twitch stream for. That'd be great. I watch Holes like all the time, though. It doesn't really. Oh. You're not going to really surprise me. Because I. I told you I only watch certain movies. No, you just watch it for funsies, and then people watch with us for funsies. Anyway, the la- my last least favorite part, Brianna, though, is the the twist, the t- quote unquote twist, which is that uh, Idris Elba and Jonathan Majors' characters are brothers. You know? Even that was confusing. Like they explain it. Well, yeah, the very first scene obviously is Idris Elba killing this man and a and a wife uh, and score and scoring a cross into a bo- little boy's forehead. Uh, and that little boy ends up growing up and having a bloodlust to find the man that did this to his parents. And he does, and it's Idris Elba. And then Idris Elba tells the story about how that man used to be an alcoholic that killed his mother, and it was his dad. and So they're He's brothers. Like, Luke, I am your brother. Yeah, Luke, I, essentially. And and then he, he gets killed. And I just thought that was pretty boring. It, it, was, it wasn't laid out well, and I thought that it took far too long to get there. Uh, um, I mean, two hours, 20 minutes. How long Whoa. was, how long was A New Hope? I'm going to look it up right now. It was way more exciting than this movie. One of Miley's favorite parts was how they killed the mother and there was no explanation for it whatsoever. A New Hope runtime is two hours, one minute. The, that's appropriate. That's appropriate. That's, it. it is, it is 20 minutes shorter this mo- than this movie. This movie's not going down with Star Wars, though, so. <laughs> no, no, you can get to plot points way sooner than you think. Um, yeah, I didn't like the mother killing. Because even when, like, he starts, like, Idris Elba starts explaining, like, yeah, my dad was a, a drunk and, like, my mom was a bad cook and he used to beat her. Um, And you were like, okay, sure, that's very sad. Yep. And then Idris Elba's like, and then my dad changed his name from Buck to Love. And he had a new family and a new kid. And it was like, that confusing part for me was how old was Idris Elba when like that all happened? He had to have been like, (laughs) like he had to have been like 20 or something like that. He didn't look 20, but. I mean, the dad looked old, but it looked like he was fake old because he just didn't look. It looked like very made up, like they aged him like bad grandpa. And so that was kind of like, all right, that was a little unnecessary. Why couldn't we just pick an old person? And so for Jonathan Major's character to be 10, yeah, Idris Elba, like, he had to be at least 20. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's- and so that was very confusing to be like, oh, well, I'm your brother. But even 
And then, like, how much time passes between Idris Elba and Jonathan Majors not seeing each other, where Idris Elba goes to jail, and why did they kill the mom? I'm back to that. Why did Idris Elba have to kill- Because Idris Elba was just evil at the end of the day, right? I mean, I get that he had daddy issues, so dad was definitely not going to make it, but why did he have to kill the mom? Like, the new- it was a new mom. It wasn't his mom, and he, he probably wouldn't even killed his mom because she was a nice lady who was just doing her best, but she ended up dying from a disease, so they said, but- I just didn't understand that. It was just very senseless, and it was like, yeah, he's a bad guy, but he also, like, randomly lets people live. Like, he let the the sheriff live. Yeah. And it was like, what? What? (laughs) He beat his face in and, like, knocked all his little teeth out. That was gruesome. I loved that. I loved it, too, but it was like, okay, so if that's what he did to this guy who just, like, totally backstabbed him, like, but he shot, like, a poor, innocent woman twice in front of her child? What? I mean... That didn't... It just was very, very weird. I'm over it. Unnecessary. I'm over it. Unnecessary. I'll probably never see it again. Like, I don't don't see how I'll ever ever watch this movie again with... With the amount of things that come out and the amount of things that I have to watch, or the, the, just things that I'd rather—I'd rather, I'd rather watch Holes again. Oh man, I'm definitely gonna re- watch Holes again with Kissing this. Kate Barlow. Mm. <laughs> All right, Bray, you got anything else before we uh, before we take this thing out? I really liked the hats in the movie. Ooh, That's the hats a were good. Yeah, the hats were the hats were really good. There was a scene where Jonathan Majors and Zazzy Beats were gonna like make love. They were about to do it, and he was like, oh, man, my hat. And he, like, moved the hat from underneath (laughs) them before he squished it. (laughs) But I really liked the hats. All the hats were enjoyable except for Regina King. Not Regina King. Zazzy Beats hat, because Top Hat just didn't fit her. It was like, who are you, Willy Wonka? Like, it just didn't work for me. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone else's hat, A+. I didn't like the Babadook hat. Um, all right, before we leave, though, I just want to say, uh, Brianna, you don't want to talk about the, you don't have any thoughts about the sandwich draft that we did the other day that you want to, you want to give out right now, no? No, if you've, uh, if you know me, you know my sandwich picks. I'm a pretty standard gal. What was your number Nothing one? crazy. A BLT with, okay. like, a good amount of L. And you need to have a good amount of L and a BLT to yeah. make it worth it because there's only three ingredients in there. Salt, pepper I don't is want important. a lot of tea. I want like an okay amount of tea, definitely a lot of B, and you need a very, very generous amount of L. And then you're going to need some mayonnaise to moisten it all up. And what was your second pick? A Cuban, but I've never had like a real Cuban and Cubans, I'm pretty sure like one of those foods that is like, it's like Parmesan cheese. Like if it's, it's only made like one specific way to be called a Cuban. So I've had like Cubans, but I've never had a Cuban. Okay. And then your third pick, which is very controversial. (laughs) It's an Oscar Mayer bologna. On Wonder Bread, like Oof. so soft it sticks to the roof of your mouth. Wonder Bread. It's a vicious pick. And with no mayonnaise, because when I was younger, I didn't eat mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just dry as a bone. 
and the moisture came from the wonder bread i love it i think if i could eat peanut butter a peanut butter like a fluffernutter would probably be on the list um but i've never experienced that so yeah. it's not brown is allergic draft brown is allergic to peanuts well if you'd like to embody brianna then you can grab yourself a Oscar Mayer bologna sandwich on Wonder Bread. You can go and click on the link in our uh, show notes right now that is, uh, that'll take you to our Spotify playlist uh, that Brianna curated. And you can jam out and you can just, you can just channel the Brianna vibes. So everybody, everybody should just go do that uh, within, in the meantime before our next episode comes out. Because everybody just needs to calm down. Everyone needs to chill. Everyone is t- too too crazy right now i'm looking at you aaron Rodgers. thank you so much for listening everybody we love you you, alec baldwin (laughs) oh alec baldwin alec baldwin keeps he's starting to talk a little too much he's just gonna be be quiet go go away for a couple years now alec uh we love you everybody thank you so much for listening we'll see you next week we are watching red notice very excited seven bucks productions yes we are the rock ryan reynolds galchardt like it'll be uh, that was a, that, I don't know what that was. Bye everybody, we love you. Just say goodbye, Brianna. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, beans. <laughs>